Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. something. Let me read you an email to royalroygreenshow.com. This is what I'm getting um, from Sharon. I would definitely vote for Trump. I do not understand why people make a, an issue regarding his transgressions and forget that Bill Clinton and Hillary are probably two of the most corrupt American citizens. If Hillary wins, Bill and Barack will continue to govern the country, which is shameful. Many of us are hoping that Trump leads the movement of the anti-establishment. The voting public should make it about the economy and immigration and so many other issues, not Trump's morals. I could go on, but you see where I'm coming from. Thanks, Roy. Sharon, it doesn't matter largely whether it's male or female, men or women. What I'm hearing is Donald Trump. And what I'm hearing is the voices of the beauties. Like... Catherine Swift, the most powerful woman in Canada. <laughs> well, you are. No, Hardy, har, har. That's very true. Only when I'm on your show, Roy. <laughs> well, that, that, you, can, you can argue with Linda and Michelle about that, Catherine. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> WorkingCanadians.ca. Linda Leatherdale at lindaleatherdale.com. On uh, Twitter and Vice President of Cambria, Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun. And guess what? We were we were we we were anticipating to be Michelle-less today. <laughs> Michelle, you were hoping. You were hoping. No, we we, we oh, were okay. We were we were dismayed, disturbed. Yes. We were m- sort of experiencing mutual pain of of separation. And here that from... was my problem too. <laughs> <laughs> and here well, from the great Euro... that we've managed to reach you, Michelle. Where are you exactly? On the Rhine. The river. <laughs> on the Rhine. You're on a I'm one of those geographically cruises. <laughs> yeah, we've we uh, I'm one, just outside Rhine. Heidelberg. Outside oh. Heidelberg. Oh. We are so envious. Yeah. Have a great trip. That sounds beautiful. And it's 10.30 uh, it, at night. It is, but you know what? I couldn't miss this for the world. <laughs> well, let's start with, uh, we, we had decided that what we're going to begin with is uh, what Premier Wynne had to say about the people of Ontario oh, calling them really bad actors when it came to greenhouse gas emissions, and I just played back most of a brief interview with the former finance minister and environment minister of Northern Ireland, Sammy Wilson, but... 
you're all three residents of Ontario. The Premier makes these accusations. We know what's happening with the price of electricity. We know what's happening with the delivery of electricity. We're going to start with Catherine because you, we, you missed half the session last time. I did, yes. I was cooking Thanksgiving yeah. dinner over at my, my son's house. But in any event, uh, listen, politicians blaming their constituents, that is the last refuge of the scoundrel, if you ask me. Uh, The province of Ontario, sadly, has distinguished itself in the world as imposing an absurdly costly and ineffective, an ineffective regime under its so-called green energy. And, I mean, we were were chatting offline, a bunch of us, about some articles we've seen lately. And one of the ones that struck me, and I wasn't even aware of this, but it was actually in the National Post, and it was talking about... Years ago, when the the Ontario government green energy, and this is relevant to everybody in Canada because, of course, this is no longer just Ontario anymore, folks. We're no longer in Kansas. Uh, But in any event, that one of the original architects was asked, will this cost people any money? And he said, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, we're letting a huge part of our lives. We're in a cold country. We we need energy. We need uh, this kind of stuff. And we're, we're leaving it in the hands of people that clearly don't have a clue. And if you look at, look at what the Auditor General in Ontario has said, and this will be happening in other provinces as well that are just getting around to doing something in the so-called green zone, uh, you know, billions, tens of billions of wasted money and more to come. So the gall of Kathleen Wynne, she's a very arrogant woman. I've met her. She's arrogant. She's right. Everybody else is wrong. And, you know, if you criticize her, you're either a racist, a homophobe, a sexist. You know, there's no no, uh, possible disagreeing with her. She is right all the time, 24-7, 365. But to to actually come out and say something like this to me, it's like you should be signing your political death warrant, and I hope she is, given the damage she's done in the biggest province in the country. She said it to you, and she said it to Michelle, who's cruising on the Rhine in Germany. Yeah. What do you you say to that, Roy, I don't get it. And you know what? I think they're done. I really do think the Liberals are done in the next election. They deserve to be done. Yeah, absolutely. They deserve to be done last time around. Well, that's right. I was about to say that. But if Patrick Brown can pull it off, they're done. Because, you know, I'm here in Europe, and there's other Ontarians, and they're all saying the same thing. And some of them are liberals, and some and they just said, "This is ridiculous." Yeah, Ms. Leatherdale, what do you say? <laughs> bad actors, us, Roy. Come on, she's the bad actor, and all of the politicians that have taken us down this dark, dark road. Terence Cochran did a great article in the National Post, and there's a few of them that are yeah. the green advocates, including Gerald Butts. What do we call them? Buttheads. This is the same guy that convinced McGinney that, you know, get rid of the coal plants, et cetera, et cetera. Green is the way to go. Lied to us instead of be revenue neutral. There's a whole bunch of reasons why our hydro rates are the highest in North America, but a big chunk of it is how we were led astray on this green policy. And now I just read that a U.S. firm went to NAFTA 
and won in court that we, the taxpayers, are going to cough up another $25 million because the Liberals decided, as they cancelled the gas plants, they cancelled a solar energy pilot project out in Kingston. They were going after our government for half a billion dollars and settled for 25 plus the legal costs. Well, that's this not over yet, money. Linda, by the way. Oh. It, oh, could no. be, it could be tons more. It could Sadly. be. It will be. Exactly. Will be. Yeah, it probably will be. Yeah. And you know what else? We are paying these solar suppliers money when we're not even using the electricity because we've killed the economy. And we're overproducing right now. So we're spending, what, 18 cents a kilowatt hour, 23, when indeed it's only costing us two cents to produce right now in this process. That's it. But this is, you know, this is the old story. The, the elitists, the Gerald Butts of this world, the Kathleen Wins, Gerald Butts recently charged taxpayers $127,000 to move from Toronto to Ottawa. I moved from Toronto to Ottawa. It doesn't cost a shred of that. It's, these guys are not suffering in their own lives. And sadly, until they actually have to pay some freight, they're not going to care what they impose on the rest of us. Well, I agree with Michelle. They're done like dinner when they are now giving, subsidizing the people who can't afford energy right now with my tax dollars. And we're struggling all to keep the lights on and keep the electricity bill paid. And they're going to subsidize it. This is the last straw. I want to remind you all about, I want to remind you about something. In 2014, in the winter of 2014, in Bruce Gray County, the United Way was worried that some people might die, according to a news report, it was a CTV news report, that some people might die because they couldn't afford the the the, the energy costs uh, to to heat their homes, and that's right. That, so that, this was 2014. So, what's ahead? Is it the and British? It's only situ- got worse since then. Well, you know, and you know the, and and you, know the you know the British situation. There are more people dying, and it just it's as simple as getting onto British news media websites. There are more people dying from cold-related illnesses in their cold homes. Uh, in the UK in a year than die from traffic accidents. And they're rejecting 100,000 will die before 2030 because of the high cost of renewable energies. And, and the bottom line is, as many learned people, much more learned than myself, have said, it's having negligible, if any, impact exactly. on the climate. This is what Bjorn Lomborg told us on the air. Yeah. After immediately following Paris, he was there reporting for 20 newspapers. He was kind enough to come on the show, Dr. Bjorn Lomborg, uh, one of the world's most brilliant economists and the head of the Consensus Center think tank in in uh, Copenhagen. He came on the show and he said they're going to spend, and he believes in, in, in global warming and climate change the way the UN does. He said they're going to spend trillions of dollars and accomplish essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. Way to go! And impoverish Way to go. so many people in the process. There's something and to look forward to. It. All of you look forward to that what's act. coming your way. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with the beauties, all three of them. Are you staying, Michelle? Yes. Wonderful. On the Rhine with a glass of wine. Go, we to, will the, come go back. to the buffet and get something for us, would you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll come back with the beauties, and we're going to talk about expenses, and we want to talk about someone, a lot of people, uh, had a lot of affection for her. He was a tough politician, uh, Jim Prentice. Stay with us. Okay, before we talk about expenses for MPs, um, it was a very s- sad situation, very sad reality. Four individuals, four men lost their lives after playing golf in BC in a plane crash, and one of them was, we send ex- extended condolences and our thoughts to all all of the families. 
The uh, the conversation nationally is about the man who was so well known as a federal cabinet minister and uh, for a time the premier of Alberta, Jim Prentice. And um, Michelle, you uh, you knew him well in Parliament. I know Catherine, you knew him as well. Michelle, why don't you lead off on this? Yeah, I, Roy, I had the utmost respect for Jim Prentice. He was not rapidly partisan. He was friendly. I'd seen him at a number of events. So it wasn't like he would try to chew your arm off because you were liberal. He it was a real gentleman in terms of parliament. I think he got fed up with the uh, the parliamentary system and decided to go... Um, and go to Alberta. Right. And because it was, I think he actually got a little bit dismayed with his own leader because it was ugly. It got really ugly and wasn't an ugly person. But you always liked him and had a lot of respect for him on, as, as a person and as a parliamentarian. Uh, Absolutely. Catherine, what about your experience with Jim Prentice? Yeah, well, no, I, I, when he was industry minister in particular, um, I met with him a number of times, as, as you know, we always did at CFIB with industry ministers. So, but, uh, but yeah, he was, as Michelle said, he was a straight shooter. He had a business background, so he kind of got business, which many, many of these ministers don't. <laughs> and, um, and he was a pretty even hand. They're calling him Gentleman Jim, and they did that for a reason, right? Because he, he wasn't yeah. overtly partisan. He was pragmatic. And a decent guy, a decent guy all around. And yeah, this this kind of horrible accident taking people. Uh, you know, I'm of a certain age now that when people younger than me, like he was, uh, you know, get uh, get taken in this unfortunate way, it uh, hits home. And yeah, and it it's very it sad. And all all of my best wishes go out to his family. And yeah, it was just a horrible accident. Yeah, Linda. Yeah. I say the same. My my condolences to his family, and I thought that's what I've heard. I wish I knew him better, but I've heard Gentleman Jim. And also, you know, I felt bad that he went to Alberta and then, of course, lost to Rachel Notley. But her, she lost her father to a, 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 um, an airplane going down as well. So it's just a terrible tragedy, and um, my heart is to their families for sure. This must be horrific time. Yeah, I had um, one encounter particularly with uh, with Jim Prentice, and it was over the Caledonia um standoff and uh, he was the Indian Affairs Minister and it was a quite a testy interview and it went on for about 15 minutes and <laughs> and and you know I was I, I was very aggressive in my questioning of him because it was a hugely divisive issue in 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 this area of Ontario yeah. and but it, there was never any sense of uh, and when it was over, there was never any, never any sense of any payback, any unwillingness to talk to me. It was uh, that was done. It was over. He didn't take it personally, and yeah. that's the kind. That's a professional. That's mm-hmm. a pro, and a decent person. Yeah. And a, you decent know, person. a decent yeah. person, deep yeah. down. Okay, so now we have the National Post doing the the, the study of expenses from members of parliament. They spent a combined $71 million in the first six months of the year on travel and living expenses, running their constituency offices, promoting their activities with advertising and being, uh, uh, and oh, and buying meals and gifts for others. I didn't get anything. Um, the leader of the pack was uh, Rana Ambrose, just under $320,000. And there's, it says here, a pair of liberal MPs spent $40,000 between them on smartphones, laptops, 
and other information technological gear. I wonder what that is. And an Alberta Conservative MP spent $65,000 so far this year for repairs and maintenance on a riding office. What happened? Anyway. Well, the, what happens is nothing new. And, well, and I want to know what happened to the writing office. They came in and said they were going to be different. They're not different, They're, and, and I'm not surprised. Nobody's been different in as long as I can remember. But this gets back to what we've always referred to as Michelle's Law. If we had transparency, and good on the National Post, because you, you can get some data from the House of Commons and stuff, but it's so confusing and it's so very difficult to compare one MP's office to the next. And, and good on the National Post, because they actually took the raw data and they put it into a form, and I, I presume they will do so in future, because once you've got your database, you know, you can just add the future data into it. So good on them, yeah. because this is the kind of transparency that ultimately we hope will shame people. But the second part of the equation here is we have to have consequences. If you're spending, there's nothing more fun than spending somebody else's money. Let's face it, that's, you know, that's a wondrous a treat uh, that politicians have on our dime. And we have to hold them accountable. And if there are uh, ridiculous expenditures, then they should pay for it, get it out of your own pocket, whatever it may happen to be, there should be consequences. Right. Uh, and we just go back to Gerald Butts. They made them yeah. pay it back. But that's a well, not but, much though. <laughs> not much. But no. See, you're, no. So Michelle's law, absolutely. We need transparency. This goes on and on and on, and I'm sick of it. Michelle, the National Post had to do a in-depth uh, review, and they were out there with their calculators and their green shades all night uh, to to determine who spent the three seventy-one million dollars. One MP only spent eight dollars. I forgot the name of that person. I think it was Whalen, but whoever it is, thank you. Uh, your thoughts, Michelle? And we have, whoops, we have a minute. You know what, Roy? It's absolutely true. They want all the toys. When you said about, you know, iPads and technology, <laughs> 40, they want the latest and the newest and the greatest. Because it doesn't cost them a dime. And I've seen it, and it sickens me. Yeah, and you were castigated in the leader's office for publicly revealing your expenses. Instead of following your lead, they banned and shunned you. But that's why. Yeah. And every everybody had, is equally equally culpable here. I mean, let's not yeah. make you know, let's not say it's any one group. They have all fought hard, every single one of them, against transparency and shame on them. We taxpayers deserve better and we should demand better. Not only that, while they're doing this, they're getting that their exorbitant gold plated pension contributions. <laughs> exactly. That's a topic for another day, but it's a really good one. Man, yep. I should I should have run. You should have taken the Senate seat. I should have taken that Senate seat. You should have taken it. But you know what? I like to be able to look myself in the mirror in the morning. I'm one of those weirdos. What can I say? Me too. Me too. Yeah. I think we're all of a all of a similar kind on that. No, I would have taken I would have taken the money and run. <laughs> I wonder about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, beauties. We'll talk again next Saturday. Thank you, Michelle, for calling Boy, from the Rhine. I have three words. Yes. Go Jays, go. Yeah, go Jays, go. Okay. Right now, it's uh, the scores one it all. Got to go, girls. Thank you so much. Now I'm getting in trouble for calling girls. I'm getting in trouble for calling guys. We'll be back after this.